Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Aggressive co-host Mark Lawrence is with us again today. He often doesn't shut my microphone or turn my microphone on, but I will remind you cheerfully as he sips his coffee, which you can hear quite loudly on the air. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. We have a toll-free line, and it's wide open, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And since my distinguished and intelligent co-host understands how to get the texts on the air. <laughs> well, you're intelligent, but you just haven't memorized it. <laughs> no, I haven't memorized it. You can text us at 70236, but be sure to include the key phrase OTW prior to your message. No, nope, you messed OTM, it up. OTM, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I can't read your you're handwriting. You're testing me. I can't read your chicken scratching no. on this sheet. <laughs> anyway, or just reply to a previous message the or text us. Keyword OTW. On the wall. On the wart. On the wart. All right, there you go. There's your sheet back. Thank you. And we have an email to get us started this okay, morning. But okay. you're going to tell us who's bringing you this program. This show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Homeless Wharf. You can find out lots more about them at sunburymotors.com. I haven't been to Sunbury Motors in almost 18 hours. Went down there and checked out all the new F-150s they got. They got some Explorers and Escorts and Expeditions. So they're kind of stocked up, and they got another one of those Badlander. Broncos hey. comes with the 30-inch tires already Where's on it. Where's my car, by the way? The, tr- the truck you're buying for It's me. still on the train car. The <laughs> way, one more chip. It's it, This is the funny part. Your truck, the Lightning, is waiting for one just one chip that has to come from Taiwan, and but it actually is on a slow boat right now, so it'll be here in the months ahead. Your truck is now one and a half months old. It has actually already been recalled and updated <laughs> since oh, really? it was built. Yeah, <laughs> one of the uh, the trailer towing situation, uh, they wanted to reprogram it so the brakes work a little more complimentary because it has electric brakes for the trailer. Is it now worth more than you paid for it when you <laughs> bought it for me? If so, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is definitely worth it. Oh, it's worth a ton more all right. than we paid for it. Yeah, since then inflation has made all the costs go up and now uh, there's a premium on these. A lot of guys are buying these trucks that you're going to get one for free and selling them on eBay because they want to they they can make about ten grand. Because right, I'll try to enjoy it first. They're really in demand. Well, you'll like it. Plus, it's zero to sixty in like four seconds. It's got four electric motors on each wheel. No, so. no, no, not fast enough. Can we oh. get it down to three <laughs> seconds? That's like six G forces. Your glasses are going to leave a red mark on your yeah, nose. I'd like, to, I'd like to be pushed back into my seat. Do I? Yeah, you're definitely going to do that. So, all right. So that's the Sunbury Motor Company. 
company. He's just talking about one of the vehicles, but they got hundreds uh, to choose from pre-owned and brand new one. The inventory's back up, plus the wait time, only about four weeks for factory to delivery now. So that's down from about six earlier. Also, we're telling folks that we want them to know that they got some openings there. So fill out an application, send your resume, or call Todd, 286-7746. If you're interested in being one of their technicians or customer service individuals or clackety-clackers, you name it, they'll take good care of you. They would just love to have you down there. And, of course, we're talking about vehicles themselves, the Ford F-150 Lightning, the perfect vehicle for Joe. It is so fast. It has one electric motor on each wheel. It is already about eight inches off the ground, so you're not going to have to change that. It's just a fantastic truck in every way. It's got the aluminum bed, uh, so it's hard to say what the equivalent gasoline mileage would be. Electric rates have gone up a little bit, so it's basically 80 miles to the gallon or so. It used to be 100 some, but electric rates went up, so uh, about 80 miles to the gallon or so would be the equivalent to think of uh, for the cost of driving this electric well, truck. That's shocking news. Oh, brother. <laughs> Ford F-150 Lightning. SunburyMotors.com. All right, we got our angry men lined up. We'll start out. Well, no, at- one's angry, one's not. Oh, one is never <laughs> angry. He's always happy. Very reasonable. But the er- the angry one is on the phone at the moment. Eric, you're on the line. <laughs> oh, now, Joe, come on. <laughs> it's a great day in Central PA, as the way it sounds. Um, so, uh, first of all, just our, our hearts and our prayers with everyone in South Florida where I have several relatives, and in fact, I have my brother and sister-in-law who we're visiting who are currently riding out the storm with us here in Snyder County, um, and they live in uh, Palm Beach County, and who else lives in Palm Beach County? Mar-a-Lago? Ah, exactly, and they were sharing with the story that ever since uh, President Trump became president, um, he's been up, well, he's been upset his whole life because the, uh, the, um, pass out out of Palm Beach County or Palm Beach International Airport goes right over Miralago and he's been trying to <laughs> use his power influence to change the flight plan so that the jets don't have to go over his house. But that's not the reason I called. Um, I think this is a great opportunity for Governor DeSantis of Florida to show the nation if he is can be a leader. And I think he and his entire government is is on the spotlight. So I'm very interested to see how he handles this situation and uh, how he then handles the follow-up, which it sounds like it's going to be quite devastating, and how he can, you know, garner his supplies and so forth to to address the needs of Floridians. Well, he's already Um, already done. He's already done. Yesterday, kind of says uh, a lot, but really, that is just a slight asterisk and is not always present. So he's doing much better lately. He's a lot more informed on things, and maybe somebody told him about that, and is doing super. Plus, he's working with FEMA cooperatively, and supposedly they haven't conversed, but he and President Biden are on the same page and have uh, emailed or communicated somehow to make sure that the federal agencies that are going to be brought to bear are working cooperatively with them. Yeah, I think the working cooperatively part is what I'm talking about. I mean, it, uh, granted, he has he's called off the National Guard. He's he's put out warnings, but in the aftermath, <laughs> how how much of a compassionate governor is he going to be to address the needs? And it sounds like it's going to be many 
of the average Floridian and not just, you know, business owners and so forth. So what do you think but, he's going to do? Uh, just sit, time's running out. What do you think uh, he's going to so, do? Just sit down there and say, hey, we're going to take care of all the business people, let the folks starve and be without power? And he's not an idiot, you know. Uh, but he is a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be worse. He could be a Democrat. Uh, uh, yeah, who, who never have anybody and never are, are, are human-minded and create programs. Uh, I just want to, again, um, have you seen the latest ad for uh, Dr. Oz? Now, it's not from his camp. It's from the, but it's from the same group that, you know, Senate takeover, whatever it is, uh, where he talks about trying to rally Ironically, a Republican trying to rally union members, uh, and then the, they talk about young people with blue hair uh, who may be benefiting from having some loans forgiven and calling them flakes. Um, that's really a great way to develop your, your, your power, your base amongst young people. Have you seen that commercial yet? It's been on TV? Nope. Nope. Okay, keep an eye out for it. Anna. Um, it it's been getting a lot of airplay, and I'm just shocked by it, but I'm not shocked by it that uh, and again, it's not it's not by him, he's not endorsed by any candidate but uh, I also haven't heard uh, you know, him him coming back and, and saying anything against it that it's not the way he thinks and uh, just just interesting, very interesting. Well, just so you know that the candidates don't have any control over those ads. Absolutely, I just said that, Joe, but also if there's an ad which they are offended by, they can certainly come on and say, you know what, that ad, which is not mine, which calls call young people with blue hair flakes, is not the attitude of, of our campaign. Have you seen and any again, of the thought, Have you seen I'm any of the ads for Fetterman from these third party groups? They're pretty tough too, you know. Sure, sure, and have any of them. But they're okay, you? right? They're okay because they're from Fetterman. But the ones for supporting no, House, they're no, bad. I, I, they, they have not called out a single group and called them flakes or been derogatory or or bring uh, ageism into it. Saying you know the older older uh, older union guys who you know to swear their brow have have, but young people uh, are just flakes because they uh, it's very it's very derogatory. Uh, hopefully you'll see it. and We can discuss that further another time. But uh, again, DeSantis is on stage. We'll see how he does uh, dealing with hopefully dealing very well with all the Floridians, including my relatives down there. So. All but right, prayers, we got you. For, prayers for those folks. All right, thank you so much, Eric. Thanks for checking thank in. You guys. Much appreciated. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about the hurricane in a bit here. But uh, first, I want to uh, just follow up on what Eric was saying about uh, DeSantis, you know, possibly having a, a moment here in, in history to shine and show what he is. Well, you know, that, that may be the case right now. But as soon as, if, if the media has their marching orders to bury him during this hurricane, <laughs> they'll be showing every, uh, every little tiny thing that they can find that went wrong and blaming it on him and, you know, that he's incompetent, he can't, he's not fit for Florida, he couldn't be fit for, you know, fit for the nation, blah, blah, blah. That, I mean, that's the way I see it. I mean, it's just, it's just the way they operate. I mean, there was a, a clip I heard on another radio station, I believe it was CBS, a montage of back when they buried Biden for his cheating scandals and his lies about, you know, his uh, education and what have you. And I mean, none of that stuff, you know, this time around, I don't recall any of it being uh, played on the media. It was all forgotten about and hidden. So that, that, that's the way they work. I mean, to, to think that the media is, uh, the mainstream media is honest and is going to give a fair shake to any Republican, I think is ludicrous at this point. Now, 
as far as the hurricanes concerned, uh, this morning I was uh, I was you know before the sun came up, I was looking at the uh, geostationary satellite that measured basically true nighttime color, and, and then it was enhanced to make sure that you would see the clouds. But in any case, it was on a loop, and and you were unable to stop it. Okay, but it just so happened that right at the end of the loop, the uh, the eye you, you've probably heard you know they would say it's a dirty eye. That means there's you know clouds in it. You can't see right down to the ocean. Well, it, it started dirtying up a little bit, and for a split second, there was a Mr. Yuck face in the center of this eye. And I, I tell you, what, I, I put it up on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Boomer. So if anybody wants to see the uh, the Mr. Yuck face in the uh, eye of Hurricane Ian, it's or Ian, it's uh, I'm, I'm Boomer on Twitter. But in any case, my wife says, oh. I think that when the media gets a hold of that, they'll be saying that uh, it means that uh, they don't like DeSantis, okay? I mean, she's already programmed to understand the media and how they're going to treat him in this. And uh, I think Eric could take a lesson. And then I said to her, I said, well, maybe this is a sign in the, in the sky. And I know that uh, some of your uh, people that are versed in the uh, biblical references could uh, weigh in on uh, what the signs in the sky means. I'm not that familiar with it, but I don't know if the Mr. Yuck face and Hurricane Ian is, or Ian is a uh, sign in the sky or not. But I, I mean, I can't believe I thought it was funny because it's going to be a bad thing when this, you know, really makes landfall down there. And I happen to live basically right where or just to the uh, north of where the uh, landfall is uh, predicted to be and an interesting thing when i worked i worked at a power plant in florida it was a nuclear plant and you know there's a lot of regulations with that and what our biggest concern was was really not like a a, a high tide from a hurricane but we were more concerned in a hurricane like uh, this one where the wind was going to blow offshore and then blow and, and lower the, the tide to the point where we would not have a cooling water supply to the plant and we would have to shut down, of course, in the advance. But, and, and that would be the case now, but that plant's no longer operating. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be an offshore flow from the, uh, coming from the east going to the west and just blow all the water right out of the, the uh, canal that we used to take the water from the uh, Gulf of Mexico. But anyway, that's all I got to say about right. Hurricane Ian. And if anybody wants to look at the picture, I'm under Boomer on Twitter. All right, we got you. Thank you so much. You take care now. Yep. All right, 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says, Eric, I'm going to guess that no matter what Governor DeSantis does, you'll find fault with it. Well, that's a fairly safe bet. Don't, don't you think? Know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what uh, Eric thinks. So I was telling you be. that, uh, and just to, to, uh, as a grace note to the storm discussion, a friend of mine and uh, someone you're friendly with too lives right in the path of this hurricane in Florida. He said the uh, tell emailed me this morning that the storm surge was just updated to 10 to 12 feet. Their house is tw- uh, rated at 12 feet, so it's going to be close. They opted to hunker down. Winds are now forecast at 125 to 150 miles per hour by noontime, and rain will be heavy all day. As he says, all in all, a pretty scary time. Wow. I think so. Yeah, holy smokes. Tough stuff, stuff. Yep, tough sure stuff. is. Okay. All right, well, to be continued, folks, so we are talking about the 
uh, hurricane. Well, you know, we're talking, too, about these claims that different groups make. There's one here that is pretty sad. It says, allegations that the U.S. Senate hopeful John Fetterman apologized to his supporters after, quote, accidentally urinating, unquote, at a campaign event on September 13th are unfounded. The claim was first what? posted by a Twitter account that impersonated BuzzFeed News Service and has been suspended. So, I mean, there, there are all kinds of terrible, dirty really? tricks going on in this campaign. Some of them are ads. Some of them are things like this being spread about the different candidates. I mean, I think Fetterman's health is a legitimate issue. But to post something like that, and I don't support Fetterman at all, I think it's disgusting. Well, and whoever did it should be found out and should be punished. Well, look how they're uh, roasting Mastriano, you know, going back into older and older and older interviews to find out how he used to feel about different issues, abortion well, or taxes or things but like some, that. But what someone said in the past, what's on their public record is fair game. Right. But that Making it up isn't fair game, but if we're well, reporting that's what true, they did. If that's, if that's what happened to Fetterman there. But I think also, but uh, John Fetterman's views have evolved. You know, we've been through a pandemic. Hey, there's a lot different th- than when you're a state senator than when you are a um, going to be a governor. I mean, that's his potential slot that, you know, there's... The, what no, is he's it? running for the Senate. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, and it's going to have very little to do... Well, I'm talking about Mastriano. Oh, Mastriano. Mastriano. Okay, I thought he's you were running for the governor. They're digging up all his old interviews to find out how extreme he is on abortion and so on, and so that's fine. But he is not the author of laws, so it doesn't matter. You know, he can sign them or can veto them, but he doesn't write them, so he may think, you know... No, but he's in charge of enforcing them in the state. Well, that's fine. Okay, so I hope he enforces existing laws in Pennsylvania. That's I don't his, think that's going to be an issue. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Seems like a law and order kind of guy. Minus the January 6th insurrection activity, right. but other than that... Other than an occasional likes, riot, he's fine. <laughs> right. Which he didn't go in. Right. He didn't inhale. And Bill Clinton never inhaled. Right. right. 1-800-795-9565. What do you think of the media coverage of Mastriano and Fetterman? Are they getting a fair shake? Uh, you know, Mastriano, is one of our good listeners, pointed out a couple months ago that this is just the beginning, that Mastriano they're going to find every little piece of dirt about him, every Confederate uniform he ever ran, wore, and well, that, that dredge I it still all back think up. That's a non-starter with me. And the guy's a history buff. He was involved in a historical right. event, you know. So what's the big deal? Is make it, if he showed up in a Nazi uniform yelling "Zig Heil," that might be something worth reporting. Okay, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market or text us at seven zero two three six. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. You can do as no one has done so far, and that's text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Talking about media coverage of the elected, well, we talked about the hurricane a little bit, but also uh, media coverage of elected and or candidate individuals. And uh, I suspected that Doug Mastrano wasn't really going to get a fair shake from the news media. A lot of the coverage that comes out about him is negative, but it is so hard to pin him down on where he stands on things because he does so few public appearances where we're allowed to go. Well, that's, the, that's the problem I see with the guy, that, that, that he isn't willing to stand up. I mean, he portrays this big, tough guy, mm-hmm. but he can't take questions from the media. Yes, they're going to be tough questions. They're going to ask him about things he might not want to answer, but you would think he wouldn't even gotten into the race unless he was prepared to answer those questions. I mean, it's not like he couldn't anticipate what the media might ask him, given his track record. Right, and his campaign said that there would... Uh, Mastriano governor's office would have no news conferences. None. No, they would just be printed releases where you would see, you know, exactly what he felt about whatever's happened, unless it was an emergent issue like a hurricane or flood. Well, he probably just you sent know. out a news release on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of water. No, but uh, no, but this way he can control the message that goes out. He can't misspeak, you know. He doesn't have to worry about inadvertently using the wrong word or being misconstrued. Everybody gets the same words at the same time. That's what bothers me about the Fetterman and Dr. Oz race, the fact that Fetterman wouldn't agree to a debate until voting had already been underway for about a month. Yeah, a lot of ballots. Will, my ballot, I'm assuming, will be in by then. Well, I mean, that's that's the problem. I mean, I think the voters have a right to understand where these people are coming from. How can you vote if you don't have complete information? I always like these people who say, well, low-information voters will do this or that. But if the candidates are the ones responsible for the fact that we are low-information voters, that's troubling. Well, yeah, and I think uh, th- and they need to compromise. Josh Shapiro and uh, Mastriano need to compromise well, on I think Josh this. Shapiro is willing to hold a debate. Well, he said no to the one where Mastriano said he would have a conservative co-host do or uh, moderator do it, and it would be very controlled. I, I, I'm i wondering if he should have said yes to that so that we could see them both together, even though it would be one-sided in Mastriano's favor. At least you'd see them both in action. Well, typically, the Parisburg Chamber of Commerce, which is now headed by an alumni of oh. ours, Ryan... Uh, what? Yeah, somebody's doing one. Well, they're they're not. They invited both of them. They invited both the Senate candidates and the governor's candidates to to, to a. Um, uh, I guess it's the state chamber. I'm sorry, it's the state yes, chamber. Yes, 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 yes. Not right. the Harrisburg yeah. chamber. Yeah. But uh, they're now having conversations with the two who agreed to show up. The two who agreed to show up are Doctor Oz and uh, um, Shapiro. Oh, okay. Uh, the other two, Mastriano isn't showing up, and Fetterman isn't showing up. Oh dear. So here, a golden opportunity. You know, it would get a lot of coverage. If they'd even if they don't want to do the debate, if they would show up for the conversations, that would be great. So we can get some feeling for where they stand. I mean, as a business person, I'm interested in hearing their reaction and the answers to questions that they are posed by the the state chamber of commerce. I think the League of Women Voters they should show up at a debate there where we get a different perspective and different questions. I mean, if you're not willing to face the voters, if all you're going to do is say, "Well, I won't do participate because I will be shafted. I won't be treated fairly," it may. Makes you sound like a big crybaby. 
if you can't, uh, as Harry Truman used to say, if you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. These yeah. guys are in the kitchen and they're trying to turn on the air conditioning. Well, and I think they're doing a real disservice to voters. And I think it says something about how they'll be when they are in Washington or Harrisburg, whichever they're running for. You know, if Doug Mastriano can't deal with the, the mainstream media, which anybody can only speak to supporters in the basement, how realistic is that when you are actual governor? I mean, you're going to have to work with the legislature. Granted, it's mostly Republican, so you'll have a you soft landing even there Democrats most of the time. <laughs> right, but half his constituents will be Democrats. Well, the majority of his constituents as a governor will be Democrats. But how will you serve them? I always, always used to ask Fred Keller that when he was a state house member. And how do you serve the Democrats in your district, even though a minority? And he said he would listen and talk and, and engage. And, you know, that was when he was a state house member. And he did that. Uh, right. And he would make sure that their voices, you know, one way or another would be heard. And then they went to Washington. He decided not to do that anywhere. But that's a whole another topic. Well, I think you know once you once you assume a different responsibility, you are put subject to pressures. And I, I blame the political parties for this type of stuff because they all have expectations of how the congressmen should act, how they should present themselves, what issues they should talk about. I always remember when we had our former congressman here, and he left behind his talking points. Oh, they were all printed out from the National Republican Gold Party. Gold leaf. Huh, here, right? Gold leaf. <laughs> Everything was printed out, you know, say this, Obama, S-U-C-K-S. But but that's what's wrong. I mean, we we don't get one of the greatest highlights in American democracy or our republic was the Lincoln-Douglas debates. If you ever get a chance, I know you don't like to read, but if you could ever get someone reenacting them for you, these were classics. Can you give me an audiobook version? <laughs> Send me that. No, but I mean, that was a, at a day where two guys would get up on the stage for a couple of hours, and they, they campaigned across the state of Illinois running for the United States Senate at the time. And they, they argued they debated, uh, and their wives became, well, Mary Lincoln didn't become friendly with, <laughs> but, you know, they became friendly with one another. Mm-hmm. But they, they had a fair and open exchange, and they didn't hold, pull any punches. It was polite. It was above board, but it was tough. Sure. Well, look at Tip O'Neill and, and the people he had to get along with. He used to have a, a certain decorum. They would all go out to dinner and talk, you know, in a friendly fashion. Of course, all that's done. We blame Newt Gingrich for causing all of the division in the U.S. and now why, he started why, it. Why, did he, why is he the cause? He was the first one I remember that was really divisively partisan. What, he created a... What? No, that's when I started paying attention. Oh, okay. I, do, I don't think he was divisively partisan. Yeah. I think he was a tough exponent for his party. Says the man who's on his <laughs> side, yes. <laughs> but for the rest of us being left behind, not ideal. All right, well, we you are were talking left behind, about... Were you? I'm so sorry. Partisan politics and media coverage and Doug Mastriano and uh, lots of other folks. We'd love to hear from you during the 9 a.m. hour. Lynn Hall's our producer. She'll be the first person you talk to when you call. This is WKOK Sunbury, CBS Now. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Lynn Hall. Would like to talk to you today. She's our producer on the other side of the glass doing a fabulous job, so we appreciate her help and hard work. And uh, you can put her to work by calling 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. You can text us at 70236 and include the keyword OTM. Got a couple of emails. Mike, if you're out there, one of our good listeners says they tried to find you on Twitter, at Boomer, and that didn't work. So call back and give us your Twitter handle. We Everybody wants to follow you now, so, and we can't. <laughs> We're flooded with emails, calls, and letters saying, at Boomer, doesn't go to you. So, uh, yes, what is your actual Twitter handle? Send that to us. Uh, we talked about Doug Mastriano and some of his views and disdain of the mainstream media and how he's being covered as a result. And we also has talked about Josh Shapiro a little bit. Hey, and uh, possible Senator Oz, Mamet Oz, the good doctor, is out there. So Shapiro and Oz will be at this, or just Shapiro and Fetterman? No, Shapiro and Oz. Fetterman be isn't showing up for okay. anything. All right. So He's doing one a week, and it's from his basement. <laughs> Mastriano won't go to the Chamber of Commerce. If you consider the state Chamber of Commerce an adversarial group. I, th- I, I wish it would be great if, they, if Mastriano and Fetterman were running for the same office. <laughs> There'd be absolutely no information out there. At all whatsoever, except the tattoos. Right. We know about the tattoos. That's well, all we know. When a guy tattoos a zip code, his zip code on his arm because he can't remember it, I think you got an issue. Well, Mastriano says he has tattoos, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> I I, I, he, that kind of got brought up at something where he was willing to talk to well, somebody. probably we go one, we go all. Right. And, you know, and maybe his... According uh, to those who believe he's army, a QAnon conspiracy theorist. You know, theorist. his army unit's name or something like that. Probably well, that's possible. What it is. All right, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Got some news headlines here. An 89-year-old New Berlin man is jailed after police say inappropriately touched a child in 2019. Court papers say Nelson Viola is facing several felony charges of aggravated indecent assault. Court papers say he touched the 9-year-old back in 2019. He was 85 at the time. Also, according to court papers, the victim's sister said the parents were informed of the crime but didn't report it because they thought he was drunk at the time, has dementia, and is a fall risk. 89-year-old Nelson Viola of New Berlin charged there. Sunbury Mayor Josh Brocious says he wants residents to know that when it comes to the recent spate of crime, they're on it. I know people see these violent crimes have been up, but the good thing on our end that all these suspects have been caught. So the crime is not going unnoticed. Our police officers are doing great. I mean, if you look at their statistics, they're out there. You can hear more of the interview that we conducted with Mayor Josh Brosius on the WKOK podcast page. Traffic's changing on the CSVT northern section. Now southbound traffic that was used in a median crossover to get to the northbound lane will be shifted to the recently completed section of the southbound roadway south of Route 45 interchange in West Chilisquaki Township. No changes for northbound traffic. I believe they're still going to go through the chutes. There is a deadline to register to vote about uh, 3.30 
three weeks away, a little bit more than three weeks away. Well, Acting Secretary of State Lee Chapman encourages everyone to sign up to vote. She's been focusing lately on one particular segment of the population. In Pennsylvania, when you look at young voters, which is usually 18 to 24, we're behind when it comes to voter registration rates amongst young voters. And the ones that we really need to register are the ones that are newly 18, right? The ones that this is their first election where they can participate. People can sign up to vote at votespa.com. Chapman says about 1.7 million PA residents who are eligible to vote are not registered to do so. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Joe McGranahan is an acquaintance of Northumberland County's President Judge Charles Saylor, and subsequently Joe probably already knew that the judge was going to retire. Northumberland County's longtime President Judge will be retiring at the start of the new calendar year. Judge Saylor announced he's retiring January 6, 2023, which will be his 73rd birthday. He says it'll be the right time to require to enable the position to be filled on the ballot for his successor next year. WHTM reporting today more than $100 million in unpaid turnpike tolls. That's the headline that caught the attention of lawmakers recently. They're now working on ways to reel in that uncollected cash. A report from the state auditor general found that the turnpike has more debt than the entire state of Pennsylvania <laughs> and saying that innovative ideas and solutions are needed to fix this, the situation. But one innovative solution will not be used. State Senator Lisa Bascola uh, says that she would like to garnish the lottery winnings of individuals who owe big turnpike sums or the state tax refunds from anybody who has not paid their turnpike tolls, but she readily concedes as a what? As a Democrat, her idea will not be seriously considered in Harrisburg. Oh, too bad. <laughs> right. Honest to Pete. <laughs> Can't we just get along a little bit down no, there? No, no, no. We don't. Want not to at all. All right. I do have some very brief news headlines here. Joe, you'll be unhappy to know that Justin Bieber's wife is in hot water. She's being accused of cultural appropriation for doing what she calls brown glazed lips. The model got some hate on social media because uh, people gave Haley credit for using brown lip liner in clear gloss. Black and Latina women came to her on TikTok saying that either their moms or themselves have been doing that since the 90s. Haley should get no credit for her and should not consider herself black or Latina because she uses the brown lip liner around the lips and gloss <laughs> in the middle. Okay, This so, is a problem. Why? Okay, well, <laughs> you don't follow this kind of stuff. But everybody no, else I don't. Does. But you follow you this. You follow women's lip issues? Well, <laughs> cultural appropriation. She's accused of trying to pretend she's Hispanic. All right. Finally, fans of Tony Soprano can celebrate with a crisp plate of gobblegool. Gabagool. Oh, Gabagool. Okay, thank you. Rolling Stone has released their list of the top 100 TV shows of all time, and HBO's The Soprano is number one. The show was on the air from 1999 to 2007. It followed James Gandolfini as Tony, the head of a New Jersey crime family who seeks help from a psychiatrist. Rolling Stone called it an undisputed champion because of its 86 medium-transforming episodes. Rounding out the top five shows were... The Simpsons. Do you like that no, show? No, I, I do not either. But uh, Lena loves The Simpsons, right? Yeah, she's a huge Simpsons fan. And or Lynn Hall next door. A Breaking Bad, which uh, you, I'm watching that now. Right, fantastic binge show. Watching it. What about The Wire? 
Uh, yes, that was one of the you greatest shows ever I on TV. I could not get into that. I never oh, liked that. Oh, that was outstanding. And Fleabag, did you ever watch that? No. I think it's on Showtime. Sounds it is like a fantastic. story about a I, cheap motel. <laughs> no, it's about a woman. She's in London, and she's trying to navigate her way through life. It only lasted about two years. I don't think it was widely accepted. Fantastically funny. My lovely bride did not like it, so we didn't watch the whole series. But fan- just great, 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 well, great Well, if show. you haven't watched you haven't watched Better Call Saul, but you, uh, you, you should, I should. watch that. I'm yes, missing it. Should. Okay. All right. Oh, noted. Okay. Dan, what's your favorite TV show? <laughs> I'm sure it's not <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, if I watch any, it's, it's for entertainment purposes. It's always the old black and whites. Oh, that. Uh, I like to see the old cars when cars were cars and men were men. I love them 50s cars, so I, I like old black and white shows, like cop shows, if I watch anything for entertainment. But uh, uh, what I've called about Mastriano, they had up at, I attended the Bloomsburg Fair yesterday, and they, the Republicans have a big, beautiful setup up there to fair, but no... I found no Democrats at at setups at the fair, so you can see. Well, they're in they're our there. Area. <laughs> they have to be there. They're there every year. You're saying there are no Democrats at all whatsoever on the fairgrounds. I didn't see any stands. Oh, you didn't see them. Okay. I might have well. missed. There yeah, there Dem- you go. Oh, yeah, there were Democrats. You can tell the Democrats from the Republicans. You know how. How. The Democrats have a mask on yet. The New World Order. Oh, mask. there are a lot of masks up at the fair. I never thought about that. He just said the New World there Order wasn't mask. Any there? Okay. And there were a few people wearing masks. Yet. Okay. The, not the good ones, the ones that don't do anything. But anyway, I talked with them at the Republican <laughs> booth there. And, uh, you know, they're trying to paint Mastriano's extremists, but pretty much if you like Trump, you're going to vote for Mastriano. This basically the same policies overall. So I, I don't know why people have a problem with him. Well, I one reason might be, Dan, Dan, one reason might be that Mastriano has said that he believes that women who have abortion should be charged with murder. Well, and the doctor. Uh, Donald Trump never said that. And the doctor who did it. And the doctor who did it. I mean, that's kind of not mainstream thought in this country. Well, that that that's going to have to be settled. That'll be settled later in Pennsylvania by legislation, not by him alone. Who knows, Pennsylvania? Who knows how we'll go here? It, look what Kansas. It shocked me what what Kansas voted how they voted out there on abortion in Pennsylvania we're stuck with Philadelphia and you know we may go crazy too like that where we won't have any good laws for abortion we just will keep going with more liberal agenda here who knows but it won't be up to Mastriano. He can, you know, he can veto stuff and do that. But anyway, up there, I met a lot of beautiful Trump people. 
you know, you get talking, you you have an immediate friend with a Trump person. It's amazing how many people I talk to up there. Never knew them. Get we're in a line to go in somewhere, food or whatever. Get talking. I can say one word, and I get a smile on their face. I'll say, "How are you surviving the planned pandemic?" <laughs> That's an old right phrase, away, but anyway. You have a friend. You can tell if they smile and laugh. They're a Trump person, and they love you know immediately can strike up a conversation and have an intelligent talk. Now, do all and Trump people like Doug Mastriano? Is that they go part and I parcel? Think, I think so. Okay. I think you'll get every the way it seemed up there. He'll get Mastriano get all the Trump vote plus plus others that can't that can't go along with the abortion, you know, and. You know, so I think that's the way it, it's going to go. It, I think he'll get. Uh, and by the way, from our friend Eric, them ads on TV and radio, they don't. They're, they're just ads. They don't mean a thing about the candidate. Them things are the only people they help is people in the run TV stations. And like radio, yeah, you guys make a little money from them. I know you probably get half what you do for another ad, but you are make you can make money from them ads. They don't inform the voters very, 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 very little. Mm-hmm. You can't go by them. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's why we need debates. Well, that's why we need Doug Mastriano and John Fetterman to. To act like grown-ups for five minutes and get together, or well, I'm sorry, they're not facing each other, but Mastriano and Shapiro to act like grown-ups for five minutes and come up with a compromise. Yes, they both will have to compromise if they're going to face each other. And if you want Dr. Oz and John Fetterman to face each other on the same stage minus one time. Earlier. earlier. Right, yeah, but maybe before I vote maybe would be nice. That would be <laughs> ideal, as Jeez. you like to say. Right. So, yeah, so they, but they have to compromise. I understand, you know, they're all entrenched in their positions and they stand up for what they think is right. And they, you know, and, and they probably, you know, maybe Doug Mastriano or, or Dr. Oz have perfectly good reasons for not wanting to debate. And Dr. Oz is willing to debate. He okay, well, seven debates. Or don't, don't throw him in there. Fetterman, okay, that's fine. Whoever it is, they're still, they have to compromise, you know, and maybe you will have to do the debate in an unideal form. Joe, have you ever spoken at any place that wasn't an ideal hall or a sure, perfect audience? Every, every time. I mean, it's, it happens all the time. Well, I look yeah. back. I look back to the debate between uh, Don Sherwood, who was our congressman at the time, and Chris Carney. They both agreed. I mean, Sherwood had a lot to lose. Carney had nothing to lose. But they both agreed to the debate. They agreed to the rules, and they had a meaningful exchange on stage. And I think as a result of that, people came out of there and said, "You know, I think Con- Carney would make the better congressman." And so they voted him in and voted the incumbent out. Was that when WVIA stole our debate? No, that's when we wouldn't let WVIA oh, steal you our let debate. Oh, you let it happen. Okay, that's. <laughs> right okay and they wanted to take it steal it okay anyway dan thank you so much for anything else to add and we'll add one thing there eric talked as if he would like if the would fail 
in Florida. And But as Republicans and most of us that I know, we wanted the Democrat to be successful. I don't want, I didn't want Biden to fail. I, when he won, <laughs> I, I didn't vote for him, but I wanted him to be successful and run the country in a beautiful way. And that's what I wanted from Wolf when he won. But they always let us down. <laughs> On both and, sides, And they right? let us down. And that's, that's the difference. We want Republican people, basically, that I know conservatives, we want success for America. We want America to be great. Amen, No brother. matter who it is, I don't care if it has a D, an I, or an R, or whatever. Or an L. But we or want a or an L. We want How about a America to be successful. <laughs> QAnon. Don't say that. <laughs> All right. So we gotcha. That's the difference. I didn't want Wolf to fail. I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't Biden want President to Trump fail. to fail. I wanted them to be winners. I'm but not sure that President Trump failed. God, how bad did they let? How bad did they let our country down? Well, I don't think Governor Wolf has let our country down. I mean, I don't agree with everything he's done, but I don't think he's been a bad governor. He hasn't been as bad as Biden, but he he during the pandemic. He sure liked to put regulations on people that didn't amount to a hoot. Well, he, he was acting on the information that he was given. You know, a lot of people acted on that information. If it was wrong, I blame the CDC. I can't fault any governor, for not Republican or Democrat, for doing what they did because everything was so conflicted. You hear one side saying one thing, another side saying another thing. I think you had to exercise your own intelligence and your own conscience and do what you thought was best. How about DeSantis? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. They're two entirely different things. But I don't fault Governor Wolf for what he did. I think there came a time when he should have backed off, but he didn't. But you know, initially. Go ahead. No, just that initially. Initially, I think he was doing what what the majority of people thought should be done. DeSantis used very little regulation, and he had more success than Wolf. Um, No argument. Florida, Florida had no big problems with that any they had the schools basically open and they didn't have no more problem they had less problems than we did yeah well i can't argue but that with see, you. he's a success and, and because of no less regulation but wolf but see that's the difference they like regulation they like telling us what to do them, the, a lot of the left Trump Democrats love that. Well, the Mastriano is Mastriano is going to be the same thing if he gets in, uh, making us yeah, do well. freedom guy. You read oh I thought <laughs> Come on, Dan. <laughs> Seriously, talk, surely you jest. <laughs> All right, we got to go, Dan. Thank you so Thanks, much, Dan. sir. Yep. Talking, guys. Yep. Care, man. Thanks for calling Remember. in. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the open line. You can email us at on the market One of our listeners says there's a tattoo on John Fetterman's arm that no, says no, 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 not Fetterman's. Oh, you're saying that was Mastriano's tattoo? Uh, no, no, it's Fetterman. It's Fetterman. I'm looking Fetterman, it up. I here. will make you hurt. Yeah. That's what it, people are saying. Really? Okay. So our emailer, uh, J.M., or the initials, clarify that this is a Mastriano or a Fetterman. I, everything I'm looking up says Fetterman has it. 
it's blacked out or maybe uh, doesn't show it or doesn't let people see it or uh, oh, you know okay. inked, well. inked over it so to speak crossed it out but uh, yeah they're saying that that's uh, veteran well I'll be yep sorry about that one <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 we'll be right back there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in English what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area that's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. There's a cheerful, cheerful. Well, I, <laughs> that you and I heard the Johnny Cash song that it's from. Apparently, he's talking about the fact that it's in, meaning he will do that to himself, and he will do that to people who love him. He will make you hurt because uh, he, he will disappoint you. Is, is what it is because of uh, the song is about drug use well, in I prison. Think this guy needs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the feel good song of the year. <laughs> All right, here's another I mean, another anybody's email. got got all those tattoos in his arms, the zip code, and the death date of people were killed in Braddock. Yeah, violent deaths, <laughs> yeah, not right. just death. I will hurt you. And then what, what's the other thing? He chased a black man with a shotgun who was walking through his neighborhood. This is a, this is a troubling guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's passionate about solving crime. Ignore your <laughs> You know, it's funny because he's being <laughs> painted like as being soft on crime, but half his life has been, or half his political life, as Mayor Braddock, is, his uh, solid through line through it all has been fighting crime. Well, you know, as a mayor, I can tell you, he, a mayor of a borough, and he was a mayor of a borough, mm -hmm. you know, you fight crime through your police department. Not The mayor doesn't have any particular policing powers, but he does supervise the police right. department. So but he can patrol or drive or walk around or do, do well, things Yeah, you can, but proactive. you can't arrest people. Do you patrol a lot? No, I drive through the borough every day, yes, but, <laughs> but I don't go uh, on patrol at 3 in the morning. But besides, the other question, one of our good listeners sent us a note about this the other day. What difference does it make if he's soft on crime? He's going to become a U.S. senator who has nothing to do with Pennsylvania crime. Well, he might have if there's legislation that comes up. For example, gun control legislation, if that came up, he would be involved in that. So you think he'd be soft on gun control? If there was a, uh, a national standard to uh, allow marijuana to become the drug of the land. Which the there should be. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes. You you need to get a checkup from the neck <laughs> up, buddy. <laughs> anyway, All right. one of our emailers says, John Brennan, the disgraceful communist CIA director under Obama, <laughs> was on TV saying how Trump is keeping classified documents in an insecure location. Ridiculous. Mar-a-Lago is protected by the Secret Service with gates and guns. Obama is currently storing tens of thousands of classified documents in an unprotected, abandoned furniture store in a Chicago suburb. How come there wasn't an FBI raid? Oh, we know the answer. That's false. President Obama doesn't have anything in a warehouse. Well, first of all, let's say he did. 
They would be old documents at this point. They well, that's true, too. <laughs> but actually, he'd be in the right because Trump says he is. All Obama has to do is think he about it. He thought about it. Yeah, he right. thought about the class. But, you know, Obama doesn't have anything stored in any How do you know? warehouse. Because it's a Fox lie. This isn't Fox he's quoting. It is, too. Well, they're saying it, too, but it's false. Anyway. Uh, but you know that because... Well, because everybody's saying it's false. Everybody who's, who's talking everybody? about it. Um, I don't know the mainstream media, other oh, ne- networks, the mainstream Wikipedia, Snopes, Snopes, and what's, what's right. the other one? The other fact checker from Columbia University. I forget. There, everybody's saying it's just a false accusation. It was invented out of whole cloth on Fox. Uh, and Fox did this deliberately. Well, and sure. either accident. The they might have done it accidentally. But anyway, yeah, it's not a true statement. Well, how about Hillary's 30,000 emails or whatever? That's a pickle. <laughs> Is that well, false but too? see, Trump was in office forever and didn't even do a, raise one Biden's molecule laptop. of investigation of that. If he was in charge of his, he called him his FBI and his FBI director, why wouldn't he investigate that? Well, because there's, no, there's nothing there. How about Hunter Biden's laptop? When he tried to investigate that, I don't they, know. they just went nuts on him. Well, guess what? 90% of the uh, major revelations about Hunter Biden's laptops have been under the Biden administration. Yes, but not because Biden brought them out. <laughs> well, but the Justice Department or whoever. Who was it that outed some of the key information uh, lately? Somebody did Washington, somewhere. The New York Post. Well, that's who published it, but they didn't find it on their own. Well, they certainly did find some of it. Right. They oh, incident, oh, back at Mar-a-Lago being an unprotected place with Secret Service, that is 100% true. So there is some protection there. No, a protected there. place, not unprotected. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right, okay. They're being a protected place. But one of the things the FBI said was that the staff isn't vetted to look at classified documents. So I don't think the documents would be... So these were all out on a table at the restaurant where people could walk in and read them? You want Mar-a-Lago read doesn't have a restaurant. It's his private home. All right. Well, but I'm, what I'm saying is they they all were made available to the staff. No, staff no, no, read no, them. no, no. I, I don't think anything, I don't I don't know of anything that bad happened to the documents. I'm just saying, when the FBI raided there, they said, okay, that's fine, it's protected, and of course the president can have, uh, you know, is classified or is vetted that he can look at these things, but the staff there is not, you know, the, the wait staff and the cleaning staff and all that, they're that's not I just screened. said, the waiters and things like that, and you said they don't have a Well, the people there. that wait on Okay, the, but what I'm saying is they were there. out there where they could get a hold of them. They were just in a, uh, laying around on tables where they... <sighs> I don't know. See, that FBI picture of the ones that were in a closet, did the FBI set them up that way, or is that how they found them? That's a good question. Now the FBI, did you see the FBI is uh, striking back on, in a rather unprecedented move. They're denying the claims of that Philadelphia um, anti-abortion guy uh, that his house was raided by a SWAT team and they had a gun to his head. Mm, okay. The, the uh, folks gotcha. at the FBI are now yeah, saying this story only didn't has, happen. This whole puzzle is, only has a few pieces. So that the whole thing didn't happen. The well, whole thing is made that, up. No, they're saying that they went there with appropriate strength and with a, and handled it exactly the way they handled everything else with a maximum intent on the focusing of the safety of their agents and of the people that they were interacting with. Okay. They deny that there was a SWAT team involved. They didn't handcuff the kids. Uh, they didn't. They're not, they're, apparently they're saying they didn't do anything like okay. that. They didn't put a gun to the guy's head. Oh, well, they supposedly shot beanbag guns at the mirrors to break them so they could see what was behind them at this in, during this raid. Well, I didn't see them specifically deny that, but why? that would not be standard practice, would it? No. Well, this is part of the, the lies that are developing about from both sides on, on these kinds of topics. You know, people are making stuff up. 
Well, apparently, though... The, like the, the thing about the Chicago warehouse being used as long-term storage for Obama's classified documents. <laughs> Come on now. Joe, do you think that makes sense? Just work it through your An brain for a furniture store. Well, yeah, you know, there you go. There might be a safe in the furniture store. <laughs> Don't <laughs> handle the receipts. There's no documents there, okay? <laughs> All right. But seriously, I mean, you know, you look at this kind of stuff, and there's always the other side of the story. Somebody wants to make somebody else look bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that this guy pushed an elderly gentleman who was escorting people people from or to or from an abortion clinic that was certainly his right to do that this guy apparently is a long-term protester he's got like what nine kids eight or nine kids a mm-hmm. large very large family he is out there protesting against the uh, the uh, against what, the pro the, well the pro-life not the pro-life the pro but the abortion people. center that was an abortion center and he was escorting women in and out mm-hmm. and he's been appropriately charged for what he did pushing the guy down for blocking it I a guess there was a law charge. against harassing so you know on one hand you have uh, him uh, being arrested for what he did now what is the best way to take the pressure off yourself for having been arrested for assaulting an elderly gentleman who was doing something that, under the law, was permitted. Go well, cooperatively? No, the best thing is then, well, we, we blame the FBI. We make them the source of this. That okay. They came to our house. They fired beanbags at our mirrors, uh, put guns to my kids' heads and my head. You know, it doesn't make sense that they the FBI would do something like that. I don't think. You know, I don't have the greatest respect for the FBI. Haven't had since J. Edgar Hoover and his uh, dresses and his, what was it, his dossiers on everybody that he blackmailed. I mean, it hasn't exactly, we used to treat J. Edgar Hoover like he was God. <laughs> then we found out he wasn't. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That upper right-hand corner, that's a new email. No, we read that. Oh, well, didn't we just get one? Yeah, there it is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. A, there it is. Sorry. All right. According to Snopes, Obama did have documents stored in an old furniture store, but were under the control of the National Archives. Obama had no control over them. No. Well, there, you see, there were documents in an old furniture store. Well, yeah, maybe. You com- said there weren't, that Fox made no, it up. look, <laughs> I said there aren't. There may have been. I don't know. I didn't follow every document Obama ever had anywhere, ever. This is what the individual sent us a note. This is what Fox is saying today. He's saying Obama is currently storing yes. tens of thousands. False statement. Okay. And according to Snopes, Obama did have documents stored In a store. there. Well, maybe when he moved out of the White House initially or something. Don't those things go to the library? I thought they should. Well, I'm, or I, his library. Part of it, I guess, is the president has a right to, to fill his library up with stuff memorabilia. They're not allowed to accept presents. I mean, the presents that go to the president uh, go, go to, to the, the National Archives and they're, they're stored at Smithsonian or someplace like that. So you can't take them with you. If you can't take along your notes and your personal rec- recollections, if they become now the property of the National Archives, what's in your library? <laughs> The clothes you what, wore at the inauguration, left? your wife's ga- inaugural gown. After that, what what's there? One of our listeners texts us and says, a dried-up tea bag. That's what he has <laughs> in Florida. Oh, they're talking about Trump. A, a dried-up tea bag. A dried-up tea bag. That's all he has. Or maybe they're saying he's a dried-up tea bag. I'm not sure. Well, he was a part of the tea party, wasn't he? There you go. That's it. All right. So 1-800. you can't have a tea party without tea bags. All right. Well, we have uh, sort of done a circle around here with the Chicago non-storage of documents from President Obama and 
the not vetting of people who would have a chance to see classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago and uh, we talked about Fetterman and Oz and Shapiro and them not willing to compromise sufficiently so that they can face each other in, like adults. How will, that, how will that be? Okay, so you're Josh Shapiro. Uh, you're saying we were he... Taking, weren't we taking a break? Oh, or have true. you lost your way? Well, no, this is the... <laughs> we'll leave it with a question. If you're Josh Shapiro, you are willing to compromise to do this, right? I don't know. You well, have to ask him. just seems there's got to be some way. I would agree. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got some callers coming in. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay. to the phone. Time to find some facts. The man who speaks truth is on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Chris. Well, I, the, the records people who are supposed to have it are have control of Obama's records. Obama doesn't. You read that, and then you contradicted it right after you read it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so they're o- have you. not Obama's they're Obama's documents from his administration, but they're not under his control. They're under the control of the people who usually control presidential records. So they are not stored. Thousands of documents aren't in an open warehouse in Chicago right now. I don't know if they're open or closed. I assume they're locked and guarded to some extent. Because, of, but you know, they're, it's it's not Obama's not doing it in any case. Okay. He doesn't have control of Snope says of they're the not paper. even there anymore. They might be, because that's where his library is going to be, and that's where they do a lot of the storing of presidential records. I don't think Snope says they're not. But in any event, okay, what else? Uh, well, the 30,000 emails of Hillary that you always like to reference. You know how the the... Trump administration handled phone calls on their phones in government business. Cell phones, right? Yeah, well, they had the the app that makes them disappear after after, uh, 30 seconds or two minutes or something. Snapchat? No, WhatsApp. Oh, WhatsApp? Okay. And then they, and then they, if they were had to do with government business, then they took a photograph of it and saved it. Hillary went through them afterwards and saved the ones that were government business. Almost no difference at all. In effect, absolutely the same way. Okay. Well, our minds are made up. uh, Trump's people's 
30,000 emails. Although you do find out they seem to have disappeared some calls from the White House switchboard for a few hours during the... Minus the one call to a rioter, though. <laughs> Supposedly. Yeah, for nine seconds. Oh, is that yes. what the length of the call was? Oh, gee. Yeah, that's what they say. It was for nine seconds. Keep going. You're doing great. The president loves it. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's possible. And I'm not sure why uh, Joe particularly likes uh, the governor of Florida anyway. Uh, he's, he's been a leader in, in trying to persecute certain groups, trying to ban books, and cancel culture. Oh, that's not good. He's a major Republican conservative cancel culture man. I always say Republicans invented cancel culture. They just can't yeah, admit they it. they did. They can't admit it. Right. It's true. <laughs> and President Trump was your shining star for a long time. If you were a leftist or a socialist, you were labeled a communist and canceled. That was pure Republican work. Or a black kneeler or, or a... Conservative work in any case. A union dog or... Anybody, you oh, should you be canceled. Have fun. Go ahead. Oh, you can chime in. You're wrong, but go no. on. Joe's doing his passive aggressive thing again, Chris. No, you're wrong, but you're wrong. You know, it's a matter of opinion. You can choose to think Ron DeSantis is trying to cancel people, or you could say he's sticking up for parents and their rights to determine what their kids' education is going to be. Why don't you come after the governor of Virginia? He's pretty bad too, isn't he? Doing the well, same so thing. Don't the parents of uh, don't the parents have uh, who feel otherwise also have rights? Okay, so what do we do Are then? Only, only conservative parents have rights to well, do that? Well, then let me ask you this question then. Since so many conservatives voted for Donald Trump and not for Joe Biden, what rights do they have to determine what happens in the government? We obviously don't think they should control the Supreme Court. They have the right to say and talk about what they want to. That's the point here. Well, so That's do the, so the people in about, Florida. Right? Nobody in Florida has been arrested for saying they disagree with the governor or, or had their free speech taken away from them. They're still allowed Teacher to go out. St- How? How? Are they in jail for it? What What penalty do they suffer for expressing their opinions? They, they, they have rules they will be fired if they talk about certain things under certain conditions. And this is a law that was passed by the Florida legislature? It's an understanding. Yeah. Really? I don't recall such a law ever being passed. You'll have to give me the bill number. I'd like to read that law. Okay, I'll I'll check it out for you since you're going to be petty about this. Well, I'm being petty. I'm just saying I think you're wrong. I don't think anybody well, has what, lost what their the right to free about speech. Don't say gay. They, that was something that got passed. That's that not the name of the, that there wasn't was a, the name of the bill. No, and it might not be an accurate description, but. Whatever it was named, it was a real bill that got passed. Is that not correct? That's correct, and it was bound. It was the whole point. Point of it was to assure that kids were taught age-appropriate material or not taught things they didn't have any reason to know at their age yes, to which they were. Yes, but if you aren't specific about it, then it puts the past the pole over what a teacher can say. Well, the bill was pretty says, specific. The bill is pretty specific. The bill is very specific. It doesn't say that a teacher can't. Matter of fact, it specifically says a teacher can have a conversation if a student brings up the issue. Well, I, so I nobody think lost their rights. Nobody two, got fired. I, I have no idea which one is which. I know they're not identical. Well, no one's gotten fired. No one's lost their and right to speak. Like another thing that's always said on this, this show and by conservatives is that the 
Justice Department was coming over, was, was going to persecute parents who objected to things at school board meetings. That was only about threats of violence. Right. No, but they say they're... No, no, they're actually investigating the family. Objecting to things, it was about threats of violence to school board members and officials and teachers. Well, that's the Fox News way to pick out one sentence way out of context and exaggerate it and publicize it globally. Well, they call them terrorists. That doesn't make them a terrorist. A threat of violence doesn't make you a terrorist? Well, what was a specific threat of violence? Where was there a specific threat of violence that was acted upon? There were lots of them. Oh, at school boards, they were all over the country. There were lots of them on emails and in live meetings. All right. That's what caused them to do it. But there are other threats of violence all over the world, all over the United States of America, that don't rise to the level of calling somebody a terrorist. When you threaten government officials, yes, uh, they're... uh, Judges get threatened too, I guess, and they investigate those. Maybe they so mean it making terrorists. What threats. threat of violence aren't they uh, uh, investigating the, against government officials or? Do you believe the uh, guy who was a guy was trying to uh, kill a Supreme Court justice? Do you believe he was a terrorist? Yes. Okay. Well, then at least you're consistent. You believe that the left are terrorists and the and right are terrorists. And they investigated it, right? And they arrested him. What? What's your complaint? I, I'm not certain that the word terrorist is apply applicable here. In other words, who did they? Att- they weren't attempting to terrorize a large group of people. Well, I didn't say terrorist. I said that you brought up the terrorist word. I said the threats of violence against government officials were becoming very plentiful, and school officials, and people thought there should be something done about it. Well, there should be something done about it. Violence is never the answer. But I don't think that labeling people is the answer either. (laughs) Since when? Okay, we won't label people who threaten violence as terrorists because it offends Joe. No, but there are laws against that. If you threaten... Terroristic threats is a specific charge. If it rises to that level, there are ways to deal with it. You arrest the person for making terroristic threats. You don't blame every parent who goes to a school board meeting as a potential terrorist. And they didn't. Well, the people who were felt felt that they did, and they were the people who well, that's were there. Fox News told them they should feel like that. Oh, the culprit is Fox News. Now I'm with you. Well, it was the conservatives who spread the lie about what was actually said. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, college, you agree. All right, we got to hit the road, Don't Chris. agree, but <laughs> I said okay. Last I word. But, but I, I guess uh, I, I was waiting for Dan to explain why uh, why DeSantis uh, was, uh, why God was punishing DeSantis by sending the hurricane his way. I was anxious to hear that. I don't think Dan says that kind I'm of so, stuff. That's yeah, a Joseph he thing. Didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't think of that one. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, sir. So long. I appreciate Bye. the call. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for the finding of truth. We'll be back to the lies in three minutes. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay, uh, the last phone call was about um, whether to treat our children to, uh, or teach our children about a sexual thing that's way beyond their years. And that's all DeSantis is guilty of, is thinking that they were uh, teaching them the wrong thing at the wrong time, and most parents would agree with him, so I think he did the right thing there. So do I. And then, and uh, you guys went way overboard, because that's all it was about. You guys? And he went around the, the whole and beat all the bushes that everybody's this and that, and he forgot it was about the Santas, and pretty soon you had Trump and everybody else, everybody wants to put everybody in a box. And we're, we're all different, and we got to learn to forgive each other, and uh, I don't want to sound all hokey like that, but it's hard to forgive, um, and it's hard to move on, but it sometimes that's the only way you can coexist. It's not our or, nature. Or you end up having a a skirmish like if we have in the last couple of years we've been lying we to get so t- we got, much we have another and, call and we've got to take Al, we have to we gave you a minute and we were running over and we have one more caller we got to get in so call back tomorrow earlier okay, in the program I, have, I better set my clock right because i got 956 okay all right thank you sir and dennis you're on the mark go right ahead you get a minute yeah, good morning i just wanted to um make mention of a man that was arrested at gunpoint the fbi when I originally read the story on several different conservative sites, that it was mentioned that he was handing out pro-life material, and this person came up to his 12-year-old son and was screaming in his face and using obscenities and saying vulgarities, and the father warned this man several times to get away from his 12-year-old son. Apparently he didn't. The father took his hand and shoved him, and he lost his balance and fell. He reported that as a terrorist attack on uh, pro-abortion people. So the the father was warned that he might have charges, and he said, I'm willing to go in. They did show up with eight people with guns pointed at the house with seven children screaming in the background. So was that overkill? I don't know. But there are 10 senators who are demanding Merrick Garland to answer to why this was taking place like that. Well, supposedly he so, pushed the guy down twice, not just once, but twice. No, I didn't read that, Joe. I only read where yeah, he We need a finding of fact here before we decide. We hate to go off half-cocked, but that's all we do on this show. So we'll have to oh, get back to it tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thanks for Thanks. calling in. All right. Appreciate much, your call, Dennis. Appreciate it. Uh, one of our listeners says, Mark, once again, you're totally wrong. The letter from the National Archives to the Obama Foundation notes the archives once $3 million to move the documents to a safer location. So All right. Everybody well, but me says there's no documents in the warehouse. So there are documents in the warehouse. Thank you. <laughs> See, now everybody. It's literally everybody. Even Lynn Hall's yelling it from the next door. There are documents. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This is WKOK Sunbury.